The peanut butter is better. We are going to be eating man. some cereal live on air. And we're the currently milk? we're live now. Oh, we're live? Yeah. The milk is going to be from Fair Life. You know what? It smells good. Come hang out with us. We're live right Ooh, now. Oh, we're eating Andrew, cereal on the I'm show. Coming, I'm coming, hold on. Huh? Uh-huh. The, the fun thing about live. Okay. Andrew, why do you like eating fruity cereal? Um, oh. i got to be able to hear myself. I like this one because it has so much flavor. Mm. And it has 13 grams of protein. Yeah, 13 grams of protein? Mm-hmm. Oh, the the yeah. peanut butter one, that's probably why you like it. It has 14, 14 grams. grams of protein. And peanut butter is just my fucking jam, man. There we go. I want peanut butter. I want chocolate first, but I think I'll end up with a mix match here. Mixing the, the chocolate yeah. and peanut butter would be great. So, Andrew, look at you tearing the box open right by the mic to piss the people off. Huh? Guys, chew right yeah. the thing. <laughs> Andrew, that's a dick move. No, it's not. I'm, I'm oh, the one that has to edit goodness. it, so it's okay. That's mm. true. I'm curious to see how this, uh, I didn't think about it till right now. Uh-huh. Chocolate Fairlife with uh, Fruity. Oh, yeah. Chocolate fair life with, with fruit magic spoon with fruit. Yeah, I um, uh, you know, during my powerlifting, cereal was a big staple, and it really helped me get real, real big. But it was regular cereal, regular. lots of sugar, oh, and uh, and whole milk, and sometimes even sometimes I'd even throw some heavy cream in there too. How's that taste, by the way? Chocolate on chocolate. And I've done the heavy cream and cereal before. I've not. I've only done straight heavy mm-hmm. cream and shit all over the place. Heavy cream and cereal rocks. Heavy cream with magic spoon would be would be heaven. Mm, that would be amazing. Our friend Allie made me this creamer for coffee, but since it's sober mm. October, mm. I can't use this almond milk creamer in coffee, mm. but I can use it so in my cereal. What is this? What is this like the girls just making stuff for this guy? What is what's going on? Okay, here? Allie's actually married, yeah. and she's happily married. No, I know, but, but still, <laughs> and super nice. But she didn't make me anything. Well, it's because I gave her advice on fasting. Oh, so I helped her with Brig Twenty movements once, and it was a few days ago. Mm-hmm. So your 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 creamer is coming. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm waiting for Allie to knit me a fucking sweater. You know, <laughs> something like that. But probably not going to happen. She's so nice. She was so good with Aurelius. Mm. This is so good. This is so okay. So guys, mm-hmm. this is Magic Spoon. Andrew, um, mm-hmm. let me just give you guys the calories on this real quick. There you go. Fourteen grams of protein, four net carbs, zero grams of sugar. So it goes right in line with what we're doing for Sober October. Um, let me try some of this peanut butter and my chocolate. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Okay, and why is Instagram not loading? Instagram's mad at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanna. I wanna invite. Are you in the middle of suing them because of body image issues? Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Are we about to do that? Oh, it smells good. Yeah, it smells mm-hmm. like peanut butter. Yeah. But um, Andrew, how can people get Magic Spoon? By the way, just yep, so that yep. they can understand. So it's at magicspoon.com slash power project. So you're seeing three of the four that you can receive with the a variety pack. Mm. Uh, we're missing the frosted one, which is actually my favorite one. I think. Uh, anyway, you can get all four flavors for five bucks off. Uh, I don't know the total price, but at checkout, you get like a, your code is like already automatically, or your coupons automatically applied. You just got to go to the links down in the description as well as the podcast show notes. Again, magicspoon.com slash power project. No code needed. You get your uh, $5 off applied automatically. What were you just thinking? 
<laughs> just chewing into the I mic. Was chewing into the mic. Oh Lord, was I chewing into the mic? Oh, mm, I couldn't hear myself. Mm. This is amazing. But we do have to get this episode rolling because people can't just walk. This isn't a uh, what's that thing called when people watch you eat? Um, Not ASMR, but no, it is. It's a type of ASMR. It's a book. Uh, it's a Korean thing. Mm. Oh my god, <laughs> mukbang. People are way into it. Mm-hmm. People love to like watch people eat food and mm-hmm. the sound of people eating food mm-hmm. and the chewing and the food sloshing. Like people are into that. It's called a mukbang. So people will get like a whole a whole table of food and they'll mm-hmm. just eat and chat into the camera. And that's it. And they have millions of views. Hmm. Lots of these channels. That's amazing. If you want to see more of this, hit the like button, subscribe, and comment below. He's just making OnlyFans where we, we just have lots of food and we just eat. I just wanted in to our be- boxers. Yeah, I was going to say it with our shirt off. With oil on our bodies. Is that a problem? Not, that's not problematic. MCT oil? <laughs> MCT oil instead. Keep it healthy. Keep it kosher. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back oh my to my God. Kid. This is right. so good. With the Fairlife milk. Oh. Mm. Yes. This is amazing. What's, uh, what's the heaviest you've been in? Seem like 275 or something? 275. Yeah, that was 2016. End of 2016, I was 275. They competed at record breakers at 272. I weighed in with Jesse. And for you, at that time, were you were you a fatter version of where you normally are or what you normally were used to? Yeah. Yeah. I was used to you being quite a bit heavier, 30, 40 pounds heavier than kind of normal, 30 well, pounds. For me, normal bulking at that point was 255 to 260. Mm. Um, and I was like, let me push this cause I'm trying to put on as much muscle as possible. That was when I still had the goal of getting back on the bodybuilding stage. So I was like, okay, I'm going to push the weight cause I've never pushed the weight this far and it's going to help me with competing in powerlifting. So let's just see where we can take it while trying to be relatively healthy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And in, in accordance to like your height and stuff, it just doesn't make sense for you to be uh, lighter. I think that's a big factor for people to think about when they're trying to think about how do I get as strong as possible? You're going to want to find like a fighting weight. Mm-hmm. Like, what's your best weight going to be? How can you, you know, best represent yourself on the platform? But I see a lot of people making the mistake of just thinking that that that's like the first thing they should go to is just to gain a lot of weight. And gaining weight is good and bulking is good. But ending up with like a lot of excess body fat might not be the route that you want to go. And there's a bunch of different reasons for it. But maybe you do want to reach for it for a bit. But maybe it's just a little bit over your normal comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen people over time toggle back and forth between weight classes and then ultimately uh, end up kind of just ending up in some bad habits with their eating and they end up being a lot fatter than they'd like. And on top of that, they're not quite as strong as they probably should be for that particular weight class. So while it is the fastest way, there's there's not a faster way to get stronger, in my opinion, than than to lift and to gain body weight you're going you're going to get you will get stronger um but i don't think it's the first place that people should look i think that people should be trying different programs and trying uh you know some different things try to gain your leverage through gaining muscle through gaining you know getting hypertrophy Mm -hmm. just having bigger lats is going to make your bench press easier having bigger biceps is going to also make your bench press easier um, having a bigger back and, and bigger traps and stuff is going to make your squats easier. So 
you want to try to think about it from that perspective and not just from a gaining body fat perspective. It begs the question for you. Obviously, you got up to 3.30 and you moved some weight mm -hmm. when you were 3.30. You also had quite a bit of body fat on you at that point. If you look back on it, what do you think would have been the strongest for like for competing in powerlifting, but also like the healthiest weight to be mm -hmm. where you think you could have maybe still aimed for those numbers in a better way? What weight would that have been? Somewhere between 275 and maybe on the high end, 290. Okay. I didn't ever need to be any heavier than that. Okay. I didn't notice any benefit in strength. Um, my biggest bench was done in the 275 weight class. Uh, really? Hmm. Yeah. When I did my squat, I think I weighed three, like 300 even, something like that, rather than like I, later I weighed 330. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't get, and, and also too, like when you're talking about starting to push that far and start to be just really for anybody to be over 300 pounds, uh, other than some, some exceptions of maybe a couple athletes that are really tall. Once you start getting into that category, it's very unhealthy. So every 10 pounds is even unhealthier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you want to be, you know, I think, I think it's a good idea for people to be, to be cautious. Now, if you're, if you're big Ray, if you're a boy, Ray Williams, and you know, you're 325 and you're squatting a thousand and it's like, you're breaking these records and you're doing some like legendary stuff that no one else has ever done before. And you feel like it's a good idea to continue to bulk even when you're already big. I say, Hey man, go for it. Big Ray, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. people like that should go for it. But a lot of other people aren't in line to do that kind of stuff. And so I would say, you know, push your body weight up, but find a comfortable weight class to kind of, uh, I guess like lean into for a while and let your body get used to that new weight and kind of grow in that, in, in the, in that weight class for a while. What, um, what you said about, you know, if you just have bigger lats, it's going to help your bench. It's going to help. Well, it'll help everything. But the, uh, kind of like the old saying, you got to eat big to get big. Mm -hmm. So how do you tiptoe that line? Or like, do you need to, in fact, eat a little bit more to get that muscle or to get that size and then, you know, either cut or like, what's the, uh, what's well, you, the uh, strategy there? Well, you can't make something out of nothing, right? So you're going to have to eat more, you know, you're going to have to, you're going to have to either be like in a, uh, uh, something that would be really close to maintenance Say calories or, or, uh, you know, a positive, uh, energy balance of some sort. You might have to be, um, in a caloric surplus, you know, of some kind and, uh, making sure that you're eating, a uh, good amount of protein to get add muscle and, and Seamus drinking his uh, the leftover milk. That's always the best part of cereal is the leftover milk at the end. Um, Let's get to business. Okay. But yeah, to tow, to tow that line, you know, you're, you're going to want to make sure that you're um, in order to get bigger. You ha you do have to eat more food. I yeah. mean, you ha you have to have, if you're trying to get stronger, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to be in a caloric deficit. And that's probably another topic for another day, but that's also something that I see people do often. I'm not saying that you can't get stronger and be in a caloric deficit because we've seen all kinds of different things. And there's you can you know do things for short periods of time. Um, people can find ways around stuff like that. But for, but for the most part, the bench press is going to be easier. The squat's going to be easier. The deadlift's going to be easier. All these exercises will be easier when you're bigger to a certain extent. And so a way to get bigger is eat more food. 
Absolutely. But the, the, then that's the thing though. It's like, how much more food do you need to eat? That That's the thing. You know, you see a lot of people, not everyone is Ray Williams. Not everyone is going for records. Some mm-hmm. people are doing powerlifting and they're competing because they enjoy the sport of powerlifting. They enjoy competing. Maybe they have some personal goals for themselves, but we need to outline, okay, the personal goal of hitting this, to- this total, right? What do we need to give for that? Do we need to put on 20 extra pounds of body fat to be able to get to that goal? Or could we take a little bit longer, right? Not put on all the excess body fat, not get to actually looking and feeling and being unhealthy. And can we get there in a healthy way? That's why I asked you, what do you think you, Mm -hmm. what do you think would have been the healthiest weight, but also allowed you to move the most weight to what weight? What would that be? And you were like 275, Mm -hmm. 275. Yep. Exactly. So you could have done a, a, do you think you could have squatted a thousand eighty something at two seventy five? Oh, yeah. I squatted over a thousand pounds many times at two seventy five, yeah. Exactly. And and that's what I'm thinking about here because you know, you see some people, they're training in the gym, powerlifting gym, you're looking at them and you don't want to be thinking it, but you're just like, you don't need to carry that extra weight to be strong. You could be just as strong, if not stronger, if you just drop forty pounds of fat. Right? And mm-hmm. it, it's it's rough to say and it's rough to think, but at the end of the day, we're doing this sport because you enjoy it, but you're also doing this whole thing as far as lifting so you can be healthy, so you can walk around well, so you can be jacked and strong. But having extra body fat isn't doing nothing for you. One of the better people that communicates really well on this is Jeff Nippert. He's got great information. Um, mm-hmm. Extremely strong guy. Um, you know, he's not like a full-time power lifter. He's more into bodybuilding, but he'll go back and forth and he'll bulk up. He'll gain some body fat. He's not nearly as shredded as he is in some photos for a little while. Yeah. And then he gets stronger and he works on his deadlift and he works on uh, some of the power movements. And then sure enough, he'll chip away and he'll get leaner. Mm-hmm. That is also something that I've recommended for many years for people to do after every single competition that you do whenever you compete, because it does make sense for you to, it makes sense to me to, for you to maximize your weight class. And it makes sense to, I'd rather see, see especially young people, gain a little weight going into a competition rather than lose weight. People yeah. are like, oh, I'm going to go to the 198 class. It's like, no, man, just fill out that 220 class, you know, weigh, weigh 228, 227 during training and uh, miss a meal and uh, make, <laughs> make weight. It, when you, when you, the other thing that happens too, when you train, when you're a little heavier, you get a stronger training effect. Like that training effect sits in your body. So if you go through a whole entire training cycle weighing 250 pounds and you're going to compete at 242, that's going to register in your body as opposed to if you did the whole training cycle at 230 and you compete in the 242 pound weight class. It doesn't necessarily mean just having the extra weight is automatically going to allow you to handle more training volume because that's not necessarily true. But having the extra body weight on you sometimes can allow you to lift more weight. After every competition, though, I think it's really important that people work on some sort of recomp. Mm-hmm. You should like change your goals like you just did a bunch of stuff to express your one rep max in bench squat and deadlift. Well, now it's time to shift gears and do something else. Maybe, maybe you're doing sets of 10 for a while. Maybe you're going on more walks. Maybe you lift one day a week less, you know, you, you're going to have to figure out a way to get away from yourself for a little bit in order to still do the sport for a long time. Mm. If you look at Ed Cohn's career, he probably did it better than anybody else because after every competition, he would rebuild his base every single time. As boring as it is, he would start over every time, and there he was doing leg extensions, leg curls, sit-ups, 
the neck machine, you know, the four-way neck machine, um, training his forearms, training his calves, all the stuff that no one trains. But Ed would spend weeks and weeks and weeks working on these things because he knew that he couldn't, you can't just power lift all the time. He would do a lot of bodybuilding stuff. And every time he lifted, every time he competed on the platform, he'd look bigger and bigger and bigger and sometimes still even only be in the same weight class. Mm-hmm. And and that's the thing. One thing that you don't realize is that you can adapt to, you, you can make gains while holding on to the same weight, right? Um, I've been doing that for multiple years now and people can see the track record. Like I've been 240 to 245 for the past, maybe since 2017, mm-hmm. 240 to 245. Cause I saw some photos from there and maybe I was like 250 a little bit, but I've been the same weight. Okay. But my body composition every year has gotten better. I've been gaining a little bit of muscle every year better. And I've been also feeling better. Mm-hmm. The big thing is that I've been feeling better at this weight. Cause I didn't always feel as strong or as competent at this weight. I used to feel much stronger at 260, but that's the thing. It's like, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, I feel stronger when I weigh 20 or 30 extra pounds. Okay. How long have you given yourself to be like, let's say you're usually 230. Right. How long have you given yourself actually at being 200 pounds? Because when you initially get to 200 pounds, it's tough. You mm-hmm. don't feel as strong. You don't feel as good. But if you train at 200 pounds for a few years and if you improve there and you get used to being 200 pounds or 210 pounds, whatever, you will get very strong at 200 to 210 pounds and your body composition is going to feel be better. And you're probably going to move better without the extra body fat. A great example of it would be, you know, everyone always just says you're a genetic freak, but whatever they want to throw at you. If we all of a sudden said, look, man, we're going to make you 220. You're going to go into a competition and we want to see what, what kind of weight you can uh, deadlift. You would, you would feel weaker. Like you wouldn't feel, you wouldn't feel stronger. Now, if we did it over a period of time and we're like, hey, man, you know what? At the end of 2022, it would be really cool if you were like freaking 4% body fat or something wild. And if you pulled 700 pounds or something like that, you know, and we tried to figure out how to get you to like a certain body weight, which who knows if we can even figure out a way to get you that light. But the, the point being is if you did it over a longer period of time and you owned the weight and you stayed at the weight for a little while. You're going to be able to generate a lot more force. You're going to get used to training at that lower body weight. I have so many people who ask me all the time, like, well, doesn't your strength feel like shit when you're training? Like, doesn't it's like, no, I, I lost a hundred pounds, but it has been like 12 years. You know, it's this process has taken a long time. Mm -hmm. I'm sure I lost 30 pounds and maybe even more like 50 or 60 pounds, probably pretty quickly. Like that probably came off in, a year or you know handful of months and I, I i think i went back up a little bit and came back down and messed around with some different things but for the most part it's been slow and steady over a long period of time to the point now where i'm kind of ended up in your category where i'm losing body fat i feel like i'm gaining a little bit of muscle i'm getting in like just it's just a little tick it's like a just tiny 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 bit better shape all the time and I'm gaining access to being able to move a little bit better, which is getting to be really fun, Mm -hmm. but it's all, it's all very, very slow. But as I get used to this lower body weight, I can continue to get, I can already feel it now. I feel like I'm getting stronger right now. That's probably the reason why I feel like I'm also putting on some muscle. And I was going to say like, 
that you are getting stronger right now, but if you really chose that, you're like, mm, I want to really work my way up to a, a bigger bench for myself. It would take some time because you're still somewhat getting used to this body, but you'd absolutely be able to, you'd be able to do that. You'd absolutely be able right. to do that. But that's, that's the thing, you know, um, it's hard to give yourself enough time to get used to that. When, when you're training and you have a competition six months from now, you want that now. So to do that now, you're like, okay, I'm going to put on 20 pounds and you'll gain that 20 pounds fat back or you'll gain that 20 pounds fast. But the thing is, the majority of that weight is going to be body fat. Okay. Um, so it's, 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 it's a tough one because I like, when you look at a lot of the really top level power lifters, USAPL or any of these orgs, um, a lot of them have really great body compositions. Okay. But then when you look at a lot of other power lifters who just train, or maybe they're, they're in the middle of the, they're in the middle of the pack. Um, a lot of people just let themselves gain a bad body composition where you can tell, okay, maybe you're moving some weight, but outside of that, you're having trouble walking up the stairs. You're having trouble walking a few blocks not healthy. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's still a sport, you know, and I get in sports, sometimes you have to do things that aren't healthy so you can get to another level. But I don't think, especially if, you know, you're not at that spot, I don't think you need to be sacrificing your health to try to get certain numbers. Yeah. And you look at, um, you look at some of the stronger power lifters, you look at Russ Swole. Oh shit. He just won again. And you look at, uh, yeah, he's unbelievable. <clears throat> you look at, um, Guys like Bryce Lewis and and all these different li- lifters, you know, people come in different different shapes and sizes. But mm-hmm. in my opinion, like those two guys I just mentioned, I mean, Bryce is not Bryce used to do some bodybuilding, but he um he doesn't look he doesn't look like Russ Swole, right? <laughs> but I think all of that's fine. I think all that's acceptable. Th- those are in powerlifting, you might find like ideal body weights. You might find it common to for some lifters to uh, want to be actually, you know, in a 16 to 18% body fat, not every lifter, but in, in accordance to like your height, your genetics, mm-hmm. how well you put muscle on in certain areas, that might be uh, kind of ideal. And for a lot of other lifters, it won't be a great thing uh, for them to be under 10% body fat. But we do know some, we know some guys that can figure out ways of managing that, but it's, it's normally pretty, it's normally pretty damn rare. Mm-hmm. I think like if you were just to try to throw a number out there, it would probably be a good idea to work towards not being over 20% body fat as yeah. a power lifter. Like that would just a good rule of thumb. If you are currently over 20% body fat, I think if you work over a period of time, you work on it slowly but surely, you'll find yourself 16 to 18% body fat and stronger than ever. And it's like, why wouldn't you want that for yourself? I think that's a, I think that's a reasonable goal, you know? Um, better work capacity too, most likely. Yeah. Because like your yeah, heart's your work working capacity better. capacity get yeah. way better. Um, I've done that in my powerlifting career a couple times. I remember getting body fat tests done when I was real big going, holy crap. What was the peak? Uh, you know, I, <laughs> I, I don't really remember but i want to say it was like 19 or 20 you know at some point um but i also remember being like 275 and uh 265 275 and being like 10 or 12 percent body fat you know having it be like pretty pretty uh pretty ridiculous for for little periods of time not i could couldn't hold on to that weight but that gives you another example of what we're talking about here today where because you're not used to it, it's harder to hold on to. It's mm-hmm. harder to like gain anything. It's hard to hang out there. So for me, 
I might get in shape for like a photo shoot or something like that, that I did back in the day. And then that, and then that would be that, you know, and then I would, you know, gain a bunch of weight back and I would get ready for another powerlifting meet. Then I would recomp and I'd start over again. But every time you're at these new body weights, um, every time you like lose weight, you're going to feel a little bit weaker. But once you stay there for a bit, you'll get used to it. You know, and you'll get stronger again. From meat to meat, would you, sorry, powerlifting meat to powerlifting meat. Goodness and seem. You know that? Have you ever heard that? Um, that sound, meat to meat. There's a song. No, it's like, the fuck mm. that. Oh, meat to meat, mm. meat to meat. There's yeah. a song that goes like that. So when you said that, I was like, okay. are you trying to say? It? Okay, no, that's fine. I no, like that. I, we have to find. I it. probably would have never even known it existed. That I'll meat to it. meat sound. Yeah. Meat to meat. Mm-hmm. Would you go? So would you finish oh one God. meat? And then have your eyes on another one. And then would you decide right then and there what like weight class you were going to like aim towards? Or would you just train? And then by the time you got a little bit closer, be like, all right, I'm going to end up in this one. I would usually, uh, you know, train for a competition. And as I was training for a competition, I would usually get bigger, you know, going into the competition. But I found that like that had a limit too. <laughs> you you can't just, I mean, I, that's what ended my powerlifting career. That's how I ended up falling with 1,085 was I was, uh, <clears throat> I was tra- my training was awesome. I squatted like 1130 or something in training. It felt like just everything felt so light. It was just, everything was just, it was just ridiculous. Like the form came together really good. The strength came together. The program came together. Everything was just going on all cylinders and I weighed like around 303 pounds or 305 pounds. And, uh, I don't know. You just, you just, you, you think more is better of everything all the time. You know, you're like, I, so I'm weighing this weight and my squat suit and stuff like doesn't fit quite the way it used to fit and things like that. And so, and my belt isn't on the same notch. It's like a notch tighter than normal. And, uh, I'm like, well, the meat is still a couple of weeks away. I might as well, I should, <laughs> I should gain weight, mm. but the weight that you gain in that short period of time like that, it's not, it's not a good idea. Um, and it just throws everything off. You don't even know, like I didn't train that way. So looking back on it, it didn't make any sense. Um, anyway, fast forward to the competition and I probably weighed on like game day, you know, being, you know, all very hydrated and everything probably weighed like 325 or something or 320. <sighs> So I packed, I packed that weight on when I was already huge. Um, and then as I'm warming up for my squats, I'm like, oh my God, I think my leg is like, and the leg is getting pretty numb. <laughs> I'm like, I think it's like fucking falling asleep, you know? Whoa. And, uh, then I, and my opener was pretty hefty. My opener was like a thousand thirty or something like that or a thousand twenty. And I was like, well, even if my leg is asleep, I can smoke that weight. So I'll go out there and do that. So I did that. And while my, your leg was asleep. While my leg was pretty much, yeah, taking a nap. <laughs> <laughs> then I went to 1,085, and I'm like, this is a bad idea. But here we go. Like, we're this is, <laughs> this is a competition. This is what you do, you know? And so I just didn't have, that's why I fell, is my leg was asleep. But it was also just because I got too big. I got so big that the pressure of my squat suit was the reason why my leg was uh Falling asleep. I mean, my leg, I think when I got out of my squat suit, my leg was like black. And then everyone's like, they're like, damn, you really like fucked yourself. You know, like you're, everything's bruising right away. I'm like, no, it's not, it's not, it's not necessarily bruised. I'm like, it's just, 
it didn't have oxygen for a long time or blood or whatever the hell the case was. So it got to be kind of, it got to be kind of wild. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> wow. Wait, I've, dude, I've, I've never heard that shit before. Have you ever talked about that? I never talked about it before. Damn that. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the fact that you like, you, you were like, ah, oh, let's do it. <laughs> when your leg was half asleep in the 1084 is on the bar and you were still like, no, nah, let's do it. Man, <laughs> goddamn, Mark. That's wild, dude. Yeah. Oh my god. That's where I was, man. That's where I was at the time. You know? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sure if you're at Worlds and you break your hand, no, you you're know, you're right. You know what I mean? Like you or you you break your foot, and then you you whoop up on one of the guys still, and then you go to the next round. I'm sure you'd just be like, they'd be like, "Hey, man, are you you limping? You okay?" You'd be like. No, I, I'm I'm good. Context, no, no, now that yeah, you mentioned yeah. them, that makes sense. Like that throw a little sense. tape on it. Mm-hmm. Plus, there are people around. You, you, you're not wanting yeah. to bow out of what you set your mind to do. So. That's the other. Yeah, that's a huge. I mean, look, that's a huge factor, right? Am I gonna just? Then I got to answer to everybody. Oh, what's wrong? What yeah. happened? Yeah. You know? Oh, you're not feeling strong today, or it's like. And I definitely didn't want to try to take the suit off and let my leg try to come back because it just that would have been too distracting. So that thing has to stay on. Like you, you can't, you don't take it off between. Um, no, nah, you can't. Yeah, you can't. Gosh. And it, yeah, it's on there pretty tight. And then plus you're putting knee wraps on. Mm. So mm. imagine putting a knee wrap on a leg that's half, <laughs> that's half gone already. Well, there but we go. Another reason not to get too fat. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and to, you really do, you know, back to this kind of point of like owning your body weight. We've seen it happen so many times in the gym. And we've also seen it happen with athletes getting leaner. Mm-hmm. If you if you get down to uh, you know 180 pounds for the first time, and you were previously 220, and you had some body fat on you, when you're at 180, you're not all of a sudden going to look peeled, especially if you never did that before. Mm. Especially if 180 doesn't necessarily represent like five percent body fat or any of those things. But even if 180 pounds did represent a very low body fat percentage, I would actually say that even without being able to like really truly measure it, I would say that someone that could stay at 180 for like a year, you're going to see that person lose fat in areas that they previously complained about. They're like, Oh man, this is a stubborn spot. I can't lose any weight off of here. People talk all the time about stubborn body fat. And I think everyone gets upset that they have spots on their body or, or parts of their body they they hate or they don't like. Uh, well, if you want to know the secret to losing stubborn body fat, it's you got to be really stubborn with your diet and mm-hmm. you have to, you have to live in that pocket for a long time and it's uncomfortable because you've never done it before. Mm-hmm. As Encima points out, he's a lot more comfortable at the body weight that he's at now at the body fat percentage he's at now. But years ago for you to be probably continuously under 10% might even not feel comfortable. Now you're at 7%. And if you wanted to, you could probably be fairly comfortable, even a little lower but then, like it might, 8%. but then it might, but then it might negatively impact your jujitsu, you know, like, mm-hmm. so there's some give and take there. But the, the point being is whether you're trying to get lean or whether you're trying to be strong, you have to own the body weight that you're trying to get to and own that body fat percentage that you're trying to get to. Yeah. Power Project Familia. How's it going? This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Merrick. 
health. Now, if you know Derek from More Plates, More Dates, which you obviously do, he owns his TRT <laughs> clinic. And Merrick Health is the premium telehealth TRT and HRT clinic where we have something called the Power Project Panel. If you're just interested in getting labs for men and women, 26 different labs, that'll give you everything you need to know. But if you want to work directly with somebody who can give you advice on exactly what treatment you should get, Merrick Health has those doctors too. So check them out. Andrew, can you tell the people how to get it? Yeah, absolutely. So we have links down in the YouTube description as well as the podcast show notes. But you need to head over to MerrickHealth.com. That's M-A-R-E-K health.com and uh yeah if you are interested in trt you can actually contact them you'll hop on the phone with them and when it comes time to actually start paying for some of these panels just let them know that you heard it through us and you want to use promo code power project 15 and that's going to save you 15 percent off all the recommended labs that they give you again links to them down in the description as well as the podcast show notes uh highly recommend it they are the premium telehealth hrt clinic trt clinic uh they're really they're second to none so head over there right now and one thing that comes with that territory is uh, a regression initially mm-hmm. because when like for example when i was dropping when a lot of people find that when they're dropping body fat they'll hold on for a bit as, as far as strength is concerned but there's a point where they start to actually regress as far as their lifts they start mm-hmm. to maybe feel a little bit more fatigued and then once where, they, where do you feel at the most? Like, have like, do you remember when you were losing weight for shows and stuff? Do you remember like a particular lift where you're like, mm, that kind of sucked? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, like, especially for shows, it'd be when I got dipped into the 230s, and even when I was in the 240s before, I didn't like being at 240 before. I felt weak. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel nearly as good as when I was like 250, 255, etc. Um, but like for shows, you have to keep digging into that. It's like, you don't have a choice to get out of it. You're just like, okay, well, I'm going to be getting leaner with powerlifting though. When you're trying to shift your body composition and you're trying to lose body fat, there is a point where your bench starts to feel a little bit heavier. Deadlifts take a little bit longer to leave the ground. Bench. That's what I was kind of getting to. It's like bench feels the war, like the worst. I don't know why, but that extra weight, like just maybe off of like your upper body a little bit or shoulders or something. Yeah. I know like my whole body will shake or try to grab dumbbells. You know, you grab 100-pound dumbbells. Now, all of a sudden, you feel every ounce of those things. <laughs> Whereas when you're bigger, you're just like, you just grab the hundreds, and it's nothing. Throw it around. You throw, throw them around. But as soon as you start to lose weight, you start to, like, shake and stuff. It's horrible. Absolutely. So there, there is going to be a regression there. But if you don't just run away from it, and you stay there, and you have to stay there for a while you will start to feel better and progress there. But most people aren't willing to stay within that place where they are currently a little bit weaker, a little bit weaker than they were when they were 20 pounds heavier and progress with that new, new healthier body composition. And I'll say this, you can, you'll notice this. And I know people are going to say, well, he's, he's on drugs or whatever, but Larry wheels, Larry wheels. If you look at his body composition years ago, he looked good, right? But he wasn't as lean as he is now. And right now he's extremely strong and he's leaner. And it took, like his, his strength dipped and then he started getting used to being as lean and then he started getting stronger. It's like that happens to everybody. It's the question of, are you going to be patient enough to allow yourself to progress at that new weight? Or are you just going to be like, I don't want this. I don't want to lose this strength right now. I'm going to gain 20, 20, 30 pounds back. That's a great example, Larry wheels. Cause I think that he's probably, I mean, I, I don't want to speak for him necessarily on this topic, but he's probably been on for like a decade. He's probably been on for eight or 10 years or so. He's been on for a while. So there hasn't been any other changes. And I don't even think, I don't even think the guy really cares about like trying to get like leaner. I'm sure he's got good discipline with his diet and stuff, but I don't think he's like outwardly like trying to get leaner. 
Mm-hmm. He also isn't really outwardly, <laughs> he's just such a mutant. He's not even outwardly trying to get stronger. He just kind of does these like strength things. I saw him like bending a bar over his head the other day and his mm-hmm. people were like, his bicep has a bicep. And uh, he's had all these kind of injuries, but he's been able to kind of plow through all these different things. And I think that, you know, when you look at an individual like that, it is easy for people to be like, oh man, that guy's on the juice. And that's what they won't always want to point out. Yeah. But still, how has he made all the progress? You know, you don't, you don't just take more and more stuff like that trick only works for so long. He continues to make progress and it's been over a long period of time and he's already, I mean, he's probably the, he probably the, now that I think about it, he's probably the greatest strength athlete ever, period. I mean, I've never, I've never seen anything like it before. Mm -hmm. He's, he's, he's the freak of all freaks. So anyway, if you hang in there and you stay at these body weights, you're going to continue to look better and you're going to continue to, to get stronger. You have to find the weight that you think is most appropriate for you. I have a cool question from, um, I, I suck at reading names. Sorry, everybody. It looks like Daniel, but it's with a K. So like, can, can you, I'm not sure. I don't know if that's maybe whatever. Uh, can you ask if I bulk, and reach a set point weight too quickly and get fat, will I have wasted potential gains or will I recomp at that higher body fat just as effective as like a process, right? So he's saying instead of doing it slowly and kind of gaining the whole way, doing it right away and then staying there. Do you guys think there's any benefit to doing that? I personally don't see the reason. I don't see the reason to, so the Mm -hmm. only, this is, this is what's going through somebody's head when they do that. Let's say they're 180. I want to be 200. They rush towards 200. It's a lot of body fat. Now they're like, I'm 200. I'm going to hold on to this. You can, you can eat at maintenance, maybe increase performance and you can recomp, mm-hmm. but you are, you're for a long period of time. You're probably going to be unhappy with the amount of body fat that you've put on. So it's somewhat of an unnecessary thing. You're literally putting a lot of body fat on and then you're like, okay, now I'm going to slowly gain muscle mm. and slowly lose this body fat. So then why not just, Allow yourself to slowly gain muscle over time while limiting the amount of body fat you gain and getting to 200 a little bit slower rather than rushing towards the number and having excessive amounts of body fat on your frame. Yeah, I think there's kind of like uh, like real weight. Uh, George Lockhart talked about it on the show before. Um, even if you were to take the scenario and you were trying to lose weight, if you lost weight quickly, that's not your real weight. It's like fake weight. Like you mm. fakely weigh 180. Mm-hmm. You know, if you bulked up to 220, you fakely weigh 220. You don't really weigh 220. Like you got to weigh 220 day in and day out in order to uh, receive all the benefits of being 220 and also to program into your body how training feels when you're 220 pounds, when you're bench pressing and you weigh 220 versus when you weigh 180. Everything that you do is going to be a little bit easier. You should be able to handle a little bit more weight on everything that you do. Therefore, that should be more volume. You might even be able to handle more reps and more sets. Maybe your overall conditioning fades out a bit because you gained gained some weight. But if you're trying just to jump up to a weight or you're trying just to dive down to a weight, those are not real weights that you actually weigh at the time. And really detrimental is to do that with losing weight because you will really feel like crap and you can't push through. And that's when you go and you say, man, that diet didn't work for me. Like I couldn't, that I couldn't, I try, I tried to lose weight a bunch of times and power lift and I couldn't do the two simultaneously. And it's like, you actually, you can do them simultaneously and they're actually, they work 
synergistically together if you can allow them to, but they just, it just, everything takes a long time. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, another question, again, there's, I don't have full context, but uh, Voodoo's just asking because he wants to know what to aim for. Uh, how much weight should he try to gain per week or even per month? How much does he weigh? Uh, that's a good question. Maybe he can hit us back up. Probably want to gain weight fairly slowly, what, a pound or two a month? I mean, same thing with losing weight. Like, we don't want to really, like, you know, it depends on your age and stuff. If you're 15... And you've never had, never eaten like a, never eaten like a bodybuilder or trained like a bodybuilder mm-hmm. or a powerlifter, then you're going to be able to slap weight on like there's no tomorrow. But in most cases, I think we're just talking about a couple pounds. Yeah, that's one to two percent a month in terms of your body weight. Um, so yeah, like most people, you don't want to be gaining. For most people, if like you're 180 pounds, I honestly would say don't gain more than two pounds a month. And if it's more than two pounds a month and you're not a new lifter, that's the thing. If you're new to lifting, you can manage that. You can manage three or four pounds mm-hmm. for multiple months. But if you're not new, not more than really a pound or two, right? Yeah. Uh, 160 pounds. Yeah. So like, yeah, you want to be on the shy end of two pounds, like maybe mm-hmm. a half, a pound and a half a month or maybe even a pound. And also too, if he's never really tried to gain weight, he might mm-hmm. notice that he gains four or five pounds in the first couple of weeks, you know? But so he might get a little surge because mm-hmm. maybe he was under eating before and not paying attention to what he was doing. But I agreed a hundred percent, just a couple pounds a month. And one thing to think about too, if you're not a new lifter, homie, like if you've been doing this for a while and you're 160, think about this a year from now, you're 173 or 174 or maybe even 175. Think about that. Right. Um, and that, that would be good weight. But if you were 190, that you would, you'd probably be, you probably have a good amount of body fat on your frame. Okay. So in a year, if you met able to do that, that's very impressive. It just doesn't look that exciting from month to month. But after the year is done, you're like, Oh shit. You know, you look different. Mm-hmm. You're stronger. You're probably not crazy body fat. Maybe you're maybe you have the same body fat that you did when you started. That's very possible. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just happy that he, he asked this question because he's, he's, pretty young he's 20 years old uh claims that he's skinny um i've been there too man um and that he's eating 3500 calories a day mm-hmm. so I, I would say maybe some of those food choices could probably get cleaned up and then maybe that will help with like uh bulking up and getting a little bit bigger but that's great because like we can set this guy up for the future like really really properly mm-hmm. and you know if you're eating 3500 calories a day and you're not gaining anything right now that's Number one, it's interesting. You might have a fast metabolism, but number mm-hmm. two, maybe I don't know how much cardio you're doing. Some people, they do, and they're actually doing a lot of work. They're doing a lot mm-hmm. of lifting and they're doing running and they're doing this and that. Um, but I would say that make sure that, yeah, take walks, do things like that, but have a majority of your expenditure come from what you're doing in the gym. Take walks outside of it um, and aim for, yeah, aim for about a pound and a half to maybe two pounds a month. Mm-hmm. Not much more than that. Sometimes you don't even necessarily need to lose or gain weight either. I mean, back to what we were talking about where you will continue to get in better shape and you can like oddly recomp pretty well at a similar body weight for a long time. So in the case of someone that weighs 160 who feels they look skinny, I can reference many people that weigh that weigh 160 pounds that look jacked. Chris Elkins is one of those dudes. <laughs> There's people that look yoked. Yeah. So 
I mean, unless you're six three, then it's going to be tough, you know. But if you're five seven or something like that, or or five six, it's probably not a huge deal to figure out ways of looking jacked at that uh, body weight. So, I think those are all things to consider. You can, you know, can go the route where you're like legitimately trying to bulk. But for this guy in particular, if he's already consuming a good amount of calories and he's not really gaining weight wouldn't really sweat it too much. Don't really, you know, don't really worry about it because ultimately I think a lot of people, uh, maybe with the exception of some power lifters that are like just really going for it here and there, I think almost everybody really cares about the look. They just, they want to like just look bigger or look leaner. That is the direction or the other. Yeah. That is the idea of owning your weight. For example, the guy that was mentioning, Oh, what if I just go up to 200 and, and recomp there? You know, we, we talked about like gaining a little bit of weight and then holding that weight for maybe three months. So maybe you go from 160 and then you get to 165. Um, and then you hold 165 for two or three months, right? You could do that and then you could slowly gain again and then hold and get better body composition at that weight. So it's just something to think about. There's quite a few ways of recomping and doing that well. But like Mark said, you don't always have to actually put weight on the scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Go well, for I'll it. I'll take a PED question. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, greedy Rick. Oh, greedy guy. Um, is there any benefit? I won't. I guess I won't say the names. Wait, of... pause real quick before you ask this question. Did we have the disclaimer before the video? No, we did not. Okay, that's so, something to think about with this because this is about to be advice on something like that. So you're not a doctor, Mark. You're... No, I'm not a doctor. Nope. Nobody should take any of this advice. No, no one should take any advice from me. This is inter- anything I say. This is entertainment. Everything is false here. You're about to hear. Don't be this an idiot. Is, this is just entertainment. Entertainment. Everything I'm about to say is going to be totally false, as always. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I won't go into the actual names, but um, Greedy Rick is asking, is there any benefit is there any benefit to any of the bulking types of supplements? He lists a couple for adding addition, uh, for adding extra muscle. It gives lots of wetness, but does the act, does it actually benefit gains gaining mass as opposed to a dry uh, anabolic? Wait, wetness? Man, anytime we can add wetness, I know, right? Is he like water weight or something? Is that what he means? He said wetness. He said wetness. Like, boy, are you? Can I get a witness? <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a witness? <laughs> oh my god! Uh, yeah, of course. There's advantages to to taking uh, some of the some of the uh, performance enhancing drugs that people have utilized before for bulking. I mean, yeah, they make you they make you bigger. They help make you uh, like more bloated <laughs> and. Anyone that's ever, you know, really crushed a lot of food one night um, and had a lot of sodium, like go to like a Chinese food place or something, Mm. crush that shit. And then come into the gym, you are, you feel like a God, you know, (laughs) a 45 pound plate somehow turns into a fucking Frisbee. You're like (laughs) fucking zinging them at people's heads and shit like that. So those compounds will definitely do that for you. That's, 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 they're tried and true. That's what people have utilized them for a long time. And uh, the drugs that uh, lean you out more, they don't have the same benefit. They're not going to be something that's going to necessarily make you bigger, but they can still help you get stronger. And it's the reason why Trent is so popular. I'm waiting for YouTube to take this word away from us, too. But it's it's the reason why Trent is so popular, because Trent hovers somewhere in the middle where it actually does a little bit of both. 
It can help get you stronger, and it can help. It can help make you. It can help make you leaner. Not necessarily. It's not really a. It's not really a drug that's going to help get you bigger. But mm-hmm. it's. It's a weird. It's a weird. Wait till we have Coach Trevor on. We can ask him all these yeah. questions about like oh what the fucking God. deal is with Trent. But yeah, that shit will. Uh, it, it it it's dangerous though. You know, it's dangerous stuff. Mm-hmm. It's funny whenever you say trend you like you enunciate it so trend trend how was i i know it was like a a horse thing right but like what was the purpose why how did it even get invented (laughs) (laughs) i don't i don't have i don't have those details man i i I don't know man i i know amazing name yeah i know i know that uh i know that you know many years ago you used to be able to go to like a horse feed store Mm -hmm. and they had pellets that they would give to cattle. They would like inject cattle with these cartridges that had pellets in them. And the trend balone would, uh, you know, disperse into their body over a period of time. And they would get, you'd end up with big and big and jacked cows. Um, and I think, I, th- <laughs> I think part of the reason why the trend has so much, no- there's a couple reasons why trend has so much novelty, but <laughs> I think, I think some of it has to do with the fact that, there was a uh, like GNC or not GNC Max Muscle product years ago called, called Trend, yeah. And we swear to God, anyone like I never took it, but I had I knew friends that took it. I knew I knew young people that took it, and they got fucking jacked, <laughs> and they got really they got really strong, and they ended up with like tons of acne, and they ended up with tons of problems, especially because like there were some teenagers taking it, and yeah. they were like roid raging on people and they were going through all kinds of problems because they already you know when you're at that age your hormones are already all the good stuff gets canceled yeah so you said anyway it got it got pulled yeah you said agent orange had trend in it right ultimate orange ultimate orange okay i have a buddy from jujitsu he was telling me about it the other day right now he's like he's 180 he's tall six three but he's like when i was a teenager like i took that agent orange stuff one summer i got to 220 and i was playing football and everyone was like what the fuck you're huge i'm like i'm strong and he got into hella fights and shit and i was like oh my god it was over the counter i mean he thought it was like another safe you just thought it was another pro hormone. You know? <laughs> he said they sold that Max <laughs> Muscle. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, Max like, Muscle. Even the way you, you just said pro hormone, like, yeah. like, like if that doesn't do anything, you they know, don't like, do much. I, mean, I know, they, but they do they, hurt yeah. your your. your they, they'll mess yeah. you up. Oh, yeah, they'll, no, they'll they, do the wrong thing very well. well. Pro hormone will like increase your testosterone levels, but it does, didn't really seem to yield much other mm. like Androstenedione and all that stuff that McGuire and Jose Canseco. But anyway, I think that trend also uh, has its weird stigma around it because yeah. people like were so obsessed with it that they would take those pellets and they would like boil them down and they would turn them into injectables. It was that a thing bodybuilders would use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and, and also at the time, so it was underground. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, it was, yeah. It yeah. It, get more. it was sick as fuck. Yeah. It couldn't get more. It couldn't get more underground mm-hmm. than that. And then the other thing too is that like it used to come in like. It used to come like reasonable dosages. Like it used to be like, because <laughs> it was like seventy five milligrams, right? And the stuff kind of hurt, so you couldn't really take that much of it. It but, hurt. Yeah. What do you mean it hurt? Yeah, it hurt to inject it. It fucking oh, killed. Yeah, okay. and it like welted you up pretty good. Oh, what? But uh, it was seventy five milligrams, you know, per milliliter. Normally, like testosterone, these things are like two hundred milligrams per milliliter. Mm-hmm. Just remember, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm not a doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> 
But then they started making a longer acting Esther of Trenbolone because it was originally a shorter Esther, meaning like the shorter Esther, you'd had to use, utilize it more frequently. Mm-hmm. So it was very normal for people to use like 100 milligrams of, of Tren a week, maybe on the high end, 100, you know, 150. You know, that would be like, but then they started making trend in like 150 and 200 milligram per milliliter dosages and then people started taking that like every other day and then they started taking 600 you know 400 to 600 milligrams of that stuff you got to keep in mind this stuff is really really powerful it's like really really potent i'm trying to think of like something i can compare it to for like normal people but in comparison to testosterone Oh, it just, there's not, it, there's, it doesn't not compare close. to testosterone. No, no, it, it's, it's on a different planet than testosterone. Holy shit. It's on its own, it's on its own, its own, its own trend bologna sandwich planet. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know how like people talk about red line? Yeah, it's like that. Yeah. It's like that. People are like, oh yeah, I love monster and I love, I love energy drinks and I love, man, I love pre-workout, man. I'm hardcore. I do two, three scoops. And you're like, you ever try red line? They're like, no. fuck that. <laughs> I, I ain't trying to die. Trends like that. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, sick. Thanks for the, uh, the history lesson there. Uh, we have another cool question and seem, I think you can tackle this one for sure from a T Shep 803, uh, been lifting seriously for about five years, went from 200 pounds to 220 and now he's stuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, consumption of calories is tough now. So I, I believe you've, you've kind of helped people in the past where like they've been like running into a brick wall, eating as much as they can and they're not gaining. And then when you mentioned something like, what if you took a break what would happen and they're like no i can't do that because i'm gonna lose everything i think you kind of just answered the question for me my bad that's a good thing okay i'm so happy you did (laughs) keep going like yeah well i mean because like right now what uh i'm gonna this part where i butcher but like insulin's probably way high right yeah maybe i'm not not even not even getting into anything like that okay it's like the sensitivity there you go that's what i meant to say no but not even getting to any of that you're 220 pounds you've been lifting for five years at this point it's funny we were talking i was talking to hannah Eden about this yesterday stop focusing on the weight on the scale and just focus mm. on increasing your performance in the gym keep eating the same amount of food you're eating but don't don't rush any more weight on the scale how, i'm also curious how tall this dude is um but yeah you shouldn't you shouldn't you shouldn't necessarily keep pushing the scale forward especially if your body weight isn't just going up own that weight for a while because dude i mean i've been I've been the same weight for four or five years. I was heavier, but at the same time, I've been the same weight and my body is totally different and totally better than years ago. I guarantee that if you just focus on increasing your performance in the gym, moving more training volume, getting stronger, um, number one, the weight will slowly start to move. And if it moves slowly, that's a good thing, right? Um, the weight will slowly start to move. You're, you'll become more dense, etc. But if you really try to keep pushing that weight and pushing that weight, it's not going to reap you any other benefits than just maybe forcefully putting on body fat. That's what I would do. Mm-hmm. Most people that have been training for seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years, like you, you can slowly see gains on the scale, but if you just work on increasing your performance and holding the weight or slowly gaining the weight, you're going to end up with a much better body. The, it's not newbie gains anymore. Things aren't going to happen as fast as you did at the beginning. You're not going to be gaining four or five pounds a month. Right. Um, and that's the same thing for me. My body's continuing to make improvements, but it's literally a pound a year. It's a pound, like from my last DEXA scan, one year to this DEXA scan, I've gained 1.2 pounds. And that's solid, <laughs> right? But the body has also changed in a very substantial, in a, in a very beneficial way. So that would be my advice. Stop pushing the weight. Stop focusing on the weight. 
Focus on the performance. Improve things in the gym, and you're going to be smooth. Moral of the story to kind of wrap this entire show up is, you know, take your time. If we're specifically talking about weight gain and you really want to gain some weight, um, take your time gaining weight. As we pointed out, one or two pounds a month is probably a good place to start. Obviously, if you're younger or newer, like you might gain 10 pounds in the first month just because like you've never done any of these things before. It might all be new. Um, but for the most part, take your time to gain the weight. Should take you like a year to gain 10 to 15 pounds. And if you've been lifting for a long time, it might take you even longer than that, unfortunately. But for every like 10 pounds that you go up, if you're, uh, you know, if you're a guy and maybe for every five pounds you go up as a female, spend some time there, hang out there for a little bit, try some new programming, see how it works, see how your body feels at that weight. And then you can worry about gaining and gaining. But like, there's really, there's not a lot of great reasons to just put on a lot of body fat to put on some body fat in an effort to bulk and to get stronger. Of course we are fans of that. Like that's probably what you should do, especially if you're young and you're trying to get into powerlifting. I don't see any problems with that. As we mentioned earlier, if you're a guy, maybe around a 16% body fat, if you can hold on to like a bicep vein here and mm. there during a training session, uh, and you're, uh, you know, working towards lifting some big ass weights, that's, that's pretty damn, that's pretty damn impressive. So I think that's pretty much it. Andrew, mm-hmm. want to take us on out of here? Yeah. And then just real quick that, uh, that guy T Shep is six one. So six one, two twenty. Jesus. Bruh. I know. Like, I don't think he's going to get more. I'm going to get more weight. I'm going to get It's like, fuck dude. Like you're a monster. Like you just keep And that's lifting. five years. That's God damn. God damn. That's that. five years. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Bro, slow he, he, the fuck down. That's he, what you need to do. He doesn't even know. He's a genetic freak. And he won't even, he didn't even know about it. Jeez. But I love the questions like that. Yeah. I, oh, dude, yes. Hey, I, man, I, I'm, I, I'm yep. really stuck at a 733 deadlift. So I can only do it for three and I can only do it sumo. And when I go to pull conventional, I got this huge problem of where I can only pull 675. So I was wondering, you know, what kind of advice you guys got. It's like, what? How can I get over this? I'm not plateau? strong like you guys and I probably never will be, but maybe you have a suggestion i'm always like what the meanwhile this guy is the most jacked guy in the room (laughs) jesus anyways all right uh i'm actually still very full from those uh i had like a bowl and a half of cereal so yeah um i had two fair lives and a big bowl of cereal yeah these are good man. they're delicious if you guys want to try them out head over to magicspoon.com slash power project. You guys will instantly get $5 off the variety pack that you see right here on the table. Um, no code needed. Just hit that link down in the description or the uh, podcast show notes. And uh, please follow the podcast at Mark Bell's Power Project on Instagram, at MB Power Project on TikTok and Twitter. My Instagram and Twitter is at I am Andrew Z and the Andrew Z on TikTok and SEMA where you be. Yo, I don't feel guilty at all after eating that either. Like real talk. It's, it's the, the, the macros are so, it's so friendly mm-hmm. that I could eat a whole box of this and still be just cool. It's, it's funny and it tastes fucking amazing. Anyway, it tastes so good. And see, wow. yeah, 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 four net carbs and see my yang on Instagram and YouTube and see my yin yang on TikTok and Twitter, Mark. 140 calories. Sounds pretty reasonable, right? Dude, and protein rich. Mm, delicious. Right? <laughs> Add some fair life protein and protein cereal. All right, I'm done. Let's go. I'm done. <laughs> Just real quick to to wrap wrap it wrap it wrap it wrap it up. <laughs> uh, we didn't really mention like types of foods. Now, if you 
are going to bulk. And for some people, like sometimes you do have to go outside of the uh, realm of like normal, healthy eating, you know, and that, that on occasion, I think that's kind of the fun of powerlifting. But just be a little cautious on how much fun you have and how often you do that. I don't want to see people just all of a sudden just getting super fat, but mainly, you know, you got whole foods, um, any sort of uh, meat is fair game, eggs, rice, potatoes, maybe oatmeal. Um, some people, uh, eat, you know, some people like steaks and things like that, like like we do here. Um, anything else to add to that? You can add some like mm, maybe fiber. some dairy. I was going to say, yeah, dairy is good. Fruit is good, has a little bit of fiber, but like fruits like plums and stuff, honestly, they don't have that much fiber. Mm. So again, if you're trying to keep it healthy, but sometimes you'll end up having some Ben and Jerry's mm. here and there, <laughs> just please like don't have too much fun with that stuff. Cause that can really turn into an excuse. And then you're like having fun every day. Excuse to be fat. Yeah. The theme so, of the whole episode. But hey, you know, Stan Efferding is a big, like you just mentioned what you had. Vertical you had diet some, is a great place mm-hmm, to always check out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You had some bone broth with uh, ground beef and you put some rice in there. The bone broth makes it very easy to shovel that food down. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's a good ah, mixture yeah. of something right there. Bone broth with rice and whatever meat, you can just shovel it down and it tastes mm-hmm. great. So just a good, I keep that in mind. At Mark's Millie Bell, strength is never weak. This week is never strength. Catch you guys later.